Welcome back to the Frothcast, a podcast about. Now, why would I ride a surfboard that looks like that? <laughs> Chicks dig it, I reckon. I'm your host, Hendo, and this is episode 17. This episode is all about fantasy surf shit for Newcastle and Narrabeen. Winners, losers, prizes, and snoozers, it's all here, baby. Aloha and wasabi. Did I make you yawn? I hope not. I hope so. I don't know. Ledge Dogs and Froth Cats. What up? What up? What up? Welcome back to the Froth Cast. It feels fantastic to be back. Uh, thank you all again for the birthday love. That was dope. And this is episode 17 or 17, as they say in Oz. Um, I'm 17 and I live on the Gold Coast in Queensland. Thanks for that, Mick. Good to see you. This episode is dedicated to Jason Weatherly's old clothing brand by the name of 17 Clothing. Jason Weatherly, how you been, dog? PBSD Loke, what up, dog? Uh, anyways, lots jammed into this episode, so I'll make this rant pretty quick. This episode has two parts. The first part is a sit-down chat over the cybernet, of course, with my mate, Mr. Mahosler, a.k.a. Metal Meehan, who was the winner of the Rip Curl Newcastle Cup in my WSL league called the Frothcast Fam. If you haven't joined already, come on in. Everybody's welcome. It's a good time. The water is lovely. By winning that event, Mr. Mahosler is also now your new world number one. That's right, folks. I fell down to third freaking place. I think I was 46th in the world going into this event, and I dropped the ball. Ugh, redemption soon. Anyways, in this sit down, we discuss Mr. Mahosler's strategy for winning Newcastle, how he's preparing for Narrabeen, and we're kind of surprised by a special two-time world champion who calls up to the Frothcast. You're not going to want to miss that. Trust me. Uh, the second part of the show is with my good friends Taylor and Chad over at Survival League and Surf Heater. Taylor updates us on Survival League numbers and joins me in the loser's lair. Dang it, Connor O'Leary. What happened, buddy? Well, he went up against Medina. That's what happened. While Chad basks in his glory and we all prophesize about what's to come for the next events this year. Lots of fun and games with these lords. I had a blast. I was laughing a lot. I hope you guys all enjoy. So please lend me your ears and enjoy the Frothcast. Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, frothers and slothers, I would like to officially welcome back His Highness, our Lord and Savior, Mr. Mahosler, a.k.a. Metal Meehan, your new world number one fantasy frothcast league fam, whatever champion. Welcome back, Mr. Mahosler. I'll tell you what, brother. It's great to be back in the number one position, taking you jabronis and mopping the floor with you. Now I'm number one and the world knows. All right, jabronis. Indeed, indeed. Well, congrats on winning the Fantasy Rip Curl Newcastle Cup presented by Corona in the Frothcast Fam League. In addition, you are now top of the leaderboard and are rocking the see-through Creep Leader jersey presented by Creep. How does that feel? You guys are in for it. 
big treat because my nipples are sexy. <laughs> That's exactly what we want to hear. And guess what? By taking out the Rip Curl Newcastle Cup, you have won yourself a tasty 12-pack of Newcastle Brown Ale. You are 21 and up, yes? Slightly. <laughs> okay, but guess what? That's not all. There's more. Since Italo Ferreira won the event, I'm throwing in a Guy Fieri patron saint of Flavortown votive candle. Oh, oh my God. I can't believe it. I'm going to beer bong that whole 12-pack and light that Guy Fieri candle on the beach in Santa Monica next to all the homeless people like about a Bon Jovi concert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wounded, dead or alive. You're people's champion, everybody. I couldn't think of a more deserving ledge dog to take it down. Thank you for playing, and uh, let's hope you keep this momentum. So, firstly, if you wouldn't mind giving us maybe you're going to have that donkey sauce because of the Guy Fieri thing, but what about the Mr. Mahosler secret sauce? Let's go back and talk about your strategy for this event. I have a mathematical strategy. You know, most people look at me and they just, they just see looks. It's like, God damn, that guy's good looking. But there's a big brain in here as well, too. And I use that brain to come up with a comprehensive plan of attack to pick the right surfers and to make sure that I was in the whole position coming out of this event with the win. Let's break that down. So first, I looked at the location. Mary Fairweather, I want to say, because the waves were kind of Fairweather-ish. You know what I mean? <laughs> I looked at the waves and I, I, was, I said, okay, are the waves shit? A, first and foremost, because that was going to be a huge factor. And Meriwether has potential. So that going into my calculation, I was like, okay, do I put John John on my team? And I was like, to put John John on the team, I then went and looked at the swell and saw what the swell was doing. So I put John John on the team thinking that they would run the competition in the best waves, which they didn't. And that fucked me. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was pretty pissed. So I looked through everybody else's. I'm like, oh, a bunch of other Germanis put John John on their team. So I'm, I'm all right. I'm not that bad right now. I looked at the waves. I looked at the location. I looked at the swell forecast. Those are the kind of the things I looked. I want to see like what's going on. Another big one I do is I look and see who's done well there in the past. Uh, Yago Dora, you know, won an event there. Actually, Philippe Toledo would have won an event there 2012 if he caught one more wave. He did a massive backside 360 rotator. And just that was a year before he came on tour. And so what I did is I, I just I looked like who's done, you know, who's competed here in the past, who's done well. You know, who's looking good right now? And so I kind of just do a little bit of homework, scope out the location, scope out the swell, see what the swell is going to do. And then I also look at the surfers that are looking spicy at the moment. And then I also kind of use some gut instinct because I got a big gut and there's a lot of instinct in there. It's not fat, it's instinct. <laughs> and, I, and I use that instinct to pick the right surfers for my team, which, uh, which I did. And one of the things I did for Merriweather in the back of my head, I'm like, Oh, 50 bucks says no one's going to pick Philippe Toledo as their double pointer, mm. which granted he didn't win. I Italo did. And a lot of people picked Italo and Gabriel or whatever, John, John, but I also 
I'm also trying to explore the option of like, I, I don't always want to pick the top guys on tour to be like my times two recipients, if you will, because if these other guys, like, I mean, obviously Toledo rips. So I picked him and it paid off in mid semis. And I was stoked, stoked on that. Yeah, I saw that. So he garnered you a total of 120.34 points. Whereas if you had chosen Italo, you probably would have gotten 160. But, you know, tomato, tomatoes, we're just talking numbers here. Just talking numbers. I mean, it's just math. I do think it was a good move to kind of zig where everyone else had zagged there because I myself had Italo as my power surfer and I got those points, but I also had John and I lost John. I think the majority of people probably lost John and I can't think of anyone who would have had uh, Morgan Siblick on their team. Yeah. If they did... They're probably crushing right now. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing myself. The way they sing, there's, there's some luck as well, too. That, that's kind of what I did. And then I've got some of my other guys on my team that, you know, I, I put Julian Wilson on my team because he's, he's had kind of a rough year. He's not on Hurley anymore. And he's going to the Olympics and he, he looks hungry. Oh, and he also responded to one of my comments on Instagram. So I was like, all right, you got some fucking brownie points in my book, buddy. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> well, I wrote to him. Um, because he posted this clip where he was surfing point of view and it reminded me of surfing so much, which, you know, I've my, I had crazy hip problems the past two years, which I now am able to rip again, ladies and gentlemen. He's back. And I wrote him and I just said, hey, man, this clip actually makes me want to go surf. And I said, I haven't been able to surf in two years. And he just wrote back, like, stoked, man, I'm happy for you. Get out there. And so, so I was like, oh, my God, my heart. It feels all warm and fuzzy inside. People like me. They really do. <laughs> Sometimes that little bit of juice can be like, ah, what a nice guy. I'm putting him on the team. Play with your heart. Exactly. And now, so like now, if Julian Wilson was like, hey, metal, that little girl over there, she just snaked me on a wave. I'd fucking run her over. <laughs> I've got your back for life now, Jules. I got your back for life. So I've got a question for you. So did you watch the elimination round? And then a couple people who you had picked who weren't performing very well, did you swap them out? I didn't, which I was thinking about doing, but I think I was busy that day. I can't remember what I was doing. Wow. So here's another thing, too. To, to your point, dodged a bullet there, but that's a really important thing to do. And I had Kolohe originally on my team, and I didn't even know he was injured. And I was like, oh, shit, man, he's not even able to compete. And so I, I had to take him off the team. But that's, you know, in the future, I will be looking at that. And I'm not sure how the seating works, but I do like to try to set it up so my obviously I don't want friendly fire right off the bat because that's you know you're, you're losing dudes. Right, you pick like four on the top tier, four on the bottom, or whatever. But with seating, yeah, who knows how the hell that works? I don't know if anybody does. Yeah, I th I think there's a giant computer in outer space that <laughs> spits out a sheet. Yeah, a hamster on a wheel, and then he takes a big shizzler, and that's the seating round. <laughs> <laughs> a hamster spoken that. Oh, I'm so fast. This computer's up. <laughs> Here's round two. Well, on your women's side, I mean, you did really well because you had Carissa as your power surfer, which garnered you 144.61 points. What was going on there? Uh, I just like her. She's a good old-fashioned American Hawaiian girl. So I just, I just think she's cool, and she rips. So to me, it was a no-brainer. I'll pick her every day over. I, I get it. Tyler Wright's can surf good, but Chris just has, she's more current-esque in my opinion and just has 
has you know um, a more complete package, if you will. I don't know. I like her so, and she rips. And to me, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna pick her. She rips in these waves, and you know, it paid off. Yeah, that was a great decision. I had Tyler, and in the first round, I was actually not too stoked on how she was surfing. I was gonna swap her out, but in her post heat interview, she talked about how she bumped her board up half a liter than she normally does, and she wasn't riding epoxy. She was on a PU. So she admitted her faults, and I thought in my head, I'm like, all right, at least she knows she was wrong. She's going to move forward and do better. But unfortunately, she did not, and she got knocked out by Courtney Conlog, who you also had on your team. Yeah, um, I, I noticed that, and I was, I, I actually watched that heat, and I was going, lose, lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Tyler. What was your decision behind Isabella Nichols? Like, I saw a lot of people who did really well had her on their team. So, what made you choose her? Probably sentimental reasons. And, and she rips. Uh, I watched her surf in Maui. I <laughs> edited the Maui TV show for WSL. <laughs> oh, oh la la. Along with a couple other ledge dogs. But um, I, I worked on a little mini profile on her and I liked her vibe and I just thought she was cool. And I think she actually does sick turns and, you know, surfs good. And I was like, shit, that's a no brainer. I'm going to I'm going to put her on my team. Um, and I knew it was a right. You know, if it's a left, I might change that up. Because, you know, um, I think her forehand is a lot stronger than her backhand. So I put her on the team. Courtney, I put Courtney on the team just because I'm like, uh, I, I like Courtney. I have a soft spot for her. I want her to do well. And Caroline as well, too. Yeah, I had Courtney on my team, as I said in my episode. And I actually swapped her out for Caroline and Steph. So I dropped Joanne and Courtney and swapped them out for those two. And Steph was a great choice. And Caroline as well. But obviously, here I am in the loser's bracket. So I should have probably stuck with my gut in the beginning. You need to work on your gut. Gosh, <laughs> darn it. Um, so back to your men's side, your weakest link was Ethan Udog, who only scored you 9.35 points. He served pretty well. He won his first round heat. And then in his third round, he just dropped the ball, eh? Yeah. But I'll tell you what, the reason I put him on my team is I've been just checking his clips out on YouTube. That dude fucking kills it. I mean, he's like John John level, kill it. I, I, I'm predicting that he'll be top five in the world fighting for a world title. I mean, if you get a chance, just literally YouTube Ethan Ewing's clips from Hawaii this year and just recently, he looks like Andy Irons, Mick Fanning. Uh, combined, but does airs, you know, and those guys all do airs, but he's just, that guy's gnarly. I, I really like how he serves. Cool. And lastly, for Newcastle, um, what do you think happened with John? The waves sucked. I mean, the waves are shit. I mean, it's, it's mm -hmm. that simple. I mean, I was pretty pissed on the call to be totally honest with you. It's like fucking the, the swells coming at the end. Why are you running this now? You know, and, you know, obviously I don't know all the ins and outs of the business and, and, and whatnot, but, that's that's one of the reasons I picked him on my team because I wasn't going to pick him. I was going to put Gabe up there, but I picked him because I was like, oh, the waves are going to be ripping towards the end of this window. And it's a right and there's a bowling right on it. Like imagine John John surfing those the, the, the waves that they surfed the final day. He'd be doing giant backside threes, you know, just he'd be yoking it all over the place. That section where Gabe did that huge 360 air, John backside would have been hucking just as much, huh? Exactly. So I was not impressed with the call, to be totally honest with you. I was just going, what's going on here? Why are you doing this? 
for the fucking love of God, can we just hold the contest and good <laughs> sir so I can win? I felt the same way. And obviously we don't know how much of a hand they had in that call. We don't know all the factors behind it. There are surfers reps. So let's hope that the surfers had some sort of say, maybe they were frothed up from the quarantine and they said, all right, let's get out there. Let's do it. There's a lot of factors that go on behind the scenes that we don't know about. That doesn't justify the poor waves that they had on the first couple rounds. It sucks. But I think that going into it, it was overhyped because this process was so long and drawn out from pipe, which was back in December. And then we had to get people onto a plane, get them in quarantine and get these events approved in the first place. So going into this event, people had such high hopes that when it turned out to be Huntington Beach or ECSC knee high dribblers, people were pissed. But you know what? In the end, it worked out, right? Yeah, no, it's it's just, it's exactly like that time in Endless Summer where they found that wave in South Africa. But if they just walked fucking three miles up the point, they would have found J-Bay. It's exactly like that. I get it. Cape St. Francis. What a classic. <laughs> uh, play the song, Gunther. Gunther, play the fucking song. All right. Well, you know what? Newcastle is done and dusted. Gunther, thank you for the song. Newcastle in the rear view. Next event is Nara Bean. My friend, do you know anything about Nara Bean? Never been to Nara Bean. <laughs> Nara Bean, man. I, I've watched, I mean, I did some research on it. I checked out the way it's, and there's actually been some sick contests there in the past. There's a really good left that breaks up. I'm guessing that's where they're having the competition, but there's a left out there. That's the primary wave. And a um, little fun fact of history. Uh, a long time ago, Damian Hardman was competing against Rob Bain in a heat. I think that was who he was competing against. And that fucking asshole dropped in on, he, he took off in the barrel through and punched through the wave and then stood up in the whitewash. And then Rob Bain got an interference, even though he was down the line, because that's how stupid the rules were back then. So if you surf the same wave, you, no matter what, you could be 50 feet away. They're like, interference. <laughs> wow. So Bainey got the interference. Yeah. Bainey got the interference. And he was kicking Damien's uh, Hardman's ass. And that guy, that's a, he's a good surf. Don't go kick my ass, Duma. As the Swellians say, up the Bainey. Bainey's awesome. I love Bainey. Bainey's insane. He's <laughs> local. So again, going back to Nera. This event starts April 16th and closes on the 26th. So if you're listening to this now, you have a couple days to make your picks. You mentioned a little bit earlier a guy by the name of Mr. Miok Eugene Fanning, who will be the Narabeen Classic wildcard, along with Mike Lossness. What? Hello? <laughs> L-Dog? L-Dog's there? No, along with uh, Dylan Moffat. But what do you think about Mick being in the draw? Coming back to the tour. We miss you, buddy. And here is his bobbin head doll right here. He's back. What do you think about Mick coming back? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not betting on him. Sorry, Mick. <laughs> You're not? No, I, I think he's going to get his ass handed to him. This is blasphemous, dude. <laughs> get off the pod. You're out of here. <laughs> Hey, I love the dude. He's awesome. I no, in all in all seriousness, I I don't know. Has he been training? Has he been competing? Is he just going out there just to, you know, just to put on a jersey and make his sponsors happy? I have no idea. Hmm. I mean, 
I want to hear for for me to put him on my team. I want to hear a statement coming out from him saying, "I'm going to go fucking slaughter people in this event. I'm going to make fucking people cry. I'm going to kick their world title chances right in the junk." That's what I want to hear. If I hear that from him, then I'll go. Hmm, you've tickled my fancy, sir. You're on the project. Well, on the women's side, I kind of think that we have a wild card who might say that it's Nara's own Miss Laura Ledgedog Enever. Um, she she's gonna get her fucking ass handed to her. What? But hey, you guys should all put her on your team. Listen, I mean, she has been charging her film. Undone was rad. She was charging some heavy ass slabs. But I guess what we know, what I know about Narabine is typically it's this left. So on her backhand, we haven't seen her in competition in quite a while. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll roll that back. I'll, I'll, I'll walk that back, as they say in the media world. Actually, she rips on her backhand. So let me think about that for a second. Because I remember at Trestles a few years back, she was doing these pretty insane backhand. Mm. Remember Cloud Break? She got a 10 at Cloud Break that one year, too. Exactly. So, sorry, Laura. I was a little harsh on you. You're, maybe you won't get your rear end handed to you. Maybe you're going to make Metal Mian eat his own words. Humble pie. <laughs> she could perform. She could perform. You know what? I'm going to have to look through her social media, not just the bikini shots. I'm going to look at the surf shots as well, too, and see how she's surfing. Okay, so... Sounds like Mick's not on. Laura might not be on. Dylan Moffat is definitely on your team. What are your other potential picks for? Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not too sure. I got to do. Is he in a band? Dylan Moffat, lead singer of the Narabeen Narnies, a classic indie funk band. <laughs> McGarnacle, spoiled again. McGarnacle. I don't know. I'll look that guy up too. I'll give him a fair shot. And um, I, I love Nick. I, and, I, and Laura's cool too. I like Laura too. I'm just, the logic in the back of my mind is like, okay, you guys haven't been competing forever, you know? And, and I'm not saying you, you're, they're not going to do well, but in my head, I'm like, do they really got it? Is that the smart choice? Unless I see the hunger in their eyes and the passion, it's hard for me to invest on my team into them. Right. And here's what I got to say about that is that, when they were on the tour, they were definitely in the top. They were top of their game, Mick Fanning, world champ, ledge. But since they both retired or fell off, the level has changed. And the way that surfers are performing now is just next freaking level. Look at Carissa Moore boosting that huge air reverse. And look at the crazy, even David Silva and Morgan Sibilic, who would have thought were just performing at crazy levels. And they're making it into the quarters. So the level has drastically improved since these two were last on the tour. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I think it's just, it's going to come down to waves. If, if the waves are ripping, um, Nick's a good, right backhand barrel rider. Laura can actually serve pretty, you know, solid on her backhand. So yeah, we'll see. And I agree with you though, that it, it has, the tour has been elevated quite a bit, you know, and I, but I, I'm a firm believer in, mentally you just have to go guess what i'm fucking winning sorry i'm winning nothing personal i have the football in my hand i'm running to the end zone and i'm straight arming old ladies if they're in my way and (laughs) if you have that mentality and attitude you tend to go far (laughs) on that note who are you definitely picking for narabine then yeah i'm gonna 
do some homework tonight. I don't want to give away my team to the rest of the jabronis out there. I mean, I want to win this. Right. Hey, hey guys, this is how you win. (laughs) I got a question. Since John fell out so randomly, do you think he's going to come back with a vengeance? And how could he perform on his backhand at this wave? Yeah, I think he's got to, he's going to, I mean, he's got to, if he he wants to, he's, he's hungry. He wants to win the world title again. And that's, that's just the whole thing. It's like, you, you have to want to win the world title at that level. If you're in that top six six to eight guys that feel, you know, where you're like, Hey, I legitimately think I can win the world title. Then, you know, you have that passion and, you know, I think he'll, he'll do well. It just depends on the waves too, though. I mean, I I have to look at the waves and well, and if it's small, Hey, John, John, ride a fishier style board you know you, you need speed you you know your style you know you need to be able to drive down the line if the waves are shit house hey john if you're listening turn it up again right now that uh epoxy dark arts board that you had looked really good on your feet but maybe a little bit more volume a little wider right john okay thanks for listening and you can turn it down now thanks john <laughs> thanks for stopping by hey i'm not done talking to john <laughs> oh okay john turn it back up hey john you owe me for that hamburger I bought you at the airport when we were heading to J-Bay. Hey, John, if you're still listening, um, do you remember when I DJed your celebration party at Jamie's house when you won the Vulcan Pipe Pro? That was a good time. And uh, thanks for the good time. Okay, uh, thanks for listening. You can- hey, wait, wait. Uh, oh, he's still listening. Okay. Hey, John, do you remember that time you came up to me and I asked for my autograph and I told you to go get farked? Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, John, you can go now. Thank you. And <laughs> on that note- <laughs> Also, I think that Tyler is going to be fired up. I think she's going to come back with a backhand attack, and I hope she does well. But I am still going to have to send it. No, I'm still going to have to get my head around this damn left because Newcastle threw me for a curveball, a little Nolan Ryan, if you will. I thought it was going to be a Huntington Beach beach break, but there they were surfing this rock right that had this reform and then going outside. So all I know about Narrabeen, could be absolutely false. I'm going to do much more homework. Any thoughts on any of the women out there who you think will perform well? I think Caroline Marks is going to win it. I'm, I'm, I'm claiming that right now. She's going to win it. I don't think Tyler's going to, I think Tyler will maybe get to the quarters, maybe the semis, but I don't think her back ends that spectacular to be totally honest with you. And then I think Courtney Conalog actually her back end rips. I think Carissa, I mean, I don't have the full list in front of me, don't get me wrong. Tyler could win the whole thing. She's see, she's got what I'm talking about regarding Nick and Laura. Right? She's got the passion. So you have to have the passion. Yeah. So that pushes you to the next level a lot of times. So she 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 could she could win it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. On the men's side, I mean, it's hard to bet against Italo and even Medina. Um, those two guys, and then it's just. Yeah, I mean, those two guys, and then John, John, and then, no, I'm not going to give too many of my secret sauces out, but I've got a couple in my head. Right on. Well, speaking of that secret sauce, enjoy your donkey sauce. Enjoy your 12-pack. If you don't mind giving us your address, a retina scan, and the last four of your social, I will have Gunther uh, go ahead and send that to you. So if you don't mind saying that on air, that'd be great. Send the donkey sauce. <laughs> no, but I'll have Gunther send that out to you. So keep your eyes on the mail. That's coming. Congratulations to our new world number one, Mr. Bahosler. Any parting last words to get these fools fired up? I mean, get your box of tissues out because I'm going to kick the living crap out of you guys at this next event. No mercy.
All right. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for coming back. And we wish everyone a great event coming up at Nerra Bean. Now on to the survival section. I hope you all survived. Thank you, Mr. Mahosler. Everybody, welcome back to the Frothcast. The fantasy fun guys, the fantasy Lord Frothers, the survival legends. We got to come up with some kind of name for these little roundtable pizza discussions we have. But welcome back, Taylor and Chad. How are you? Frothed out. Thanks for having us. No worries. My uh, pleasure as always. And Chad, congrats to you for surviving the Rip Curl Newcastle Cup. And condolences to Taylor and myself for unfortunately losing out. How does it feel to win, Chad? Ooh, feels good. Feels even sweeter knowing that you fools lost. No, I'm just kidding. But it feels great to have survived and live to see another day. That panda surfboard might as well be mine. I already picked it out. The dimensions and everything. Damn it. I don't know about you, Taylor, but my pillow is covered in tears. How about yourself? I cried myself to sleep. What about you? Yeah, same here. I, I tore up the pillow. There's uh, feathers everywhere. <laughs> Damn it. Before we get into your win, Chad, what are the latest updates with Survival? Taylor, how's everyone else looking? Yeah, so this was the second event. The first event was Pipeline. And just quick reminder, if you're just turning in, you have to pick one surfer to make it past the round of 32. Can't pick the same surfer twice. Winner gets $1,000 and a fresh Panda surfboard. Pipeline. We got rid of 23%. So there was a 77% survival rate. For Meriwether, stop two, there was a 91% survival rate. Basically, we got rid of 9% of the, of the league in Meriwether, which I felt like the survival gods were pretty forgiving that day, except to me and Hendo. Mm. <laughs> and despite our other podcast, it was... Kind of not what I was expecting. Here we were thinking it's going to be like a Huntington Beach beach break, yet everyone was sitting on that rocks right. And those typically seem to be the heats that were taking the win. So out of that 9%, you, me, I saw that unfortunately our friends over at the Lips podcast also fell out. Condolences. Anybody else of notable that is out of the race? Yeah. So my wife does not watch pro surfing. She picked Leo because, uh, He's a good-looking Italian. Because he's hot. He's hot. And he got out. <laughs> Chaz Smith from Beach Grit was on uh, Project of Belly, Kayo Belly, mm. And uh, him and his lemmings jumped off the cliff with uh, Kayo and, and are out. Damn, Meltdown Island. I fully back that. Uh, I think it's a great project. And Kayo, Giant Slayer, is quite the ledge dog himself. Back to you, Chad. Um, originally in our episode, you said Mikey Wright, and then you said Jack Freestone, but then you ended up picking Julian Wilson. So what made you finally decide to make your mind up? Well, I would chalk it up to poor research and indecisiveness <laughs> and just a little freak out right before the, the bell sounded. I know I was on Mikey, the mullet, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. I thought it was too risky to have my my hopes uh, hinged upon that fool. And then I was on Jack Freestone. I think my reasoning, which my reasons were questionable, uh, was because his home family life was looking very good. And he looked like he was in a very good headspace. Not saying he's not, but it definitely it didn't translate necessarily to the water. And so I just kind of thought Julian Wilson was a safe pick. I feel like he had a bad showing at pipe, right? And he's kind of a 
the consummate pro. So I thought he was going to bounce back. I feel like he's going through a little bit of a midlife crisis too, based on all the the Oakley swag that he throws on himself after every uh, post heat interview. So I was like, supporting a midlife crisis right here, right now. Let's go. Let's let it ride. And it worked out. Yeah. Well, good on you. Um, the survival gods were not so kind to Connor O'Leary, who went up against Gabe Medina in round three. It's rough. Kind of. I had some hope. I thought stranger things have happened. That didn't work out for me, unfortunately. And you had Ethan Ewing, Taylor, and uh, Kanoa was not so kind to him either. No, he wasn't. And Julian got sent to the elimination round. So I was texting Chad just saying, dude, this is bad. But uh, he made it out. Well, then, yeah, it was sketchy. It was, uh, and then he had, who was the call with? The uh, interference call, oh, Jack Robinson. (laughs) Like, it right hit the buzzer, too. So it was not like a, it was not a sure thing by, by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm here. A lot of what I saw at uh, Meriwether was these heats were all pretty buzzer beater. The frequency of the sets coming through and a lot of the times waiting on scores, it seemed to come down to the very last minutes for a lot of these heats, especially some of the finals, uh, especially Gabe and Italo. And I was at the edge of my seat biting my nails off. And who the hell would have picked Morgan or Isabella Nichols? Did anybody have Morgan Sibilic for their survival team? Nobody did. Wow. But there are coming in now for, for Narabeen. I would predict he gets a lot of attention for Narabeen. Mm-hmm. And I bet, uh, I think Caladan's going to get a bunch of attention too. But t- Taylor, tell, tell them how much of the league we almost lost if Caladan was going to go down, which he almost did early. Yeah, so the top five picks was Italo was 21% of the league. He was just far and away the best. Um, Ryan Callanan had 20% of the league and he won his uh, round of 32 heat by like 0.60. So we almost lost everybody there. I mean, almost a quarter. Wow. And there I was originally when we all had our last episode, I was going to say our Cal. And then (laughs) here I was, (laughs) I listened to you guys. You say, sometimes you get a little cute. And what happened? I got too freaking cute. I should have listened to you guys, but I also kind of shouldn't have. You got way too cute. Abo got too cute too. You both got too cute. Uh, damn it. See, you got to go with the pros, the consummate pros, not these wild, these wild young things. <laughs> I'm learning about this game and it is hard to survive. Any updates on the loser layer by any chance? No, I just, I think we're going to take it to probably Margaret River. We'll, we'll start it up again, kind of the halfway point, but more, more details on that to come. Yeah, soon. Soon, I should say. Okay, cool. Definitely keep us posted on that. And I guess... That's the name, by the way. It's got to be the Loser Lair. The, lo- <laughs> the Loser Lair is really good. <laughs> like loser League, Loser Lair. That's good. Laird, are you listening again? Uh, John John was chiming in to me and Mahosler, so who knows if Laird's listening. If you are, turn it up, buddy. We, we love your creamer. Thanks a lot. You got some right here. <laughs> but uh, so... Let's tie Meriwether with a nice bow after I tell it to get farked. But what are your guys' takeaways from watching that event? It was a weird way. I, and I didn't really know much about it. But it was stranger the way it kind of like they were sitting inside and it kind of had this reform kind of thing, right? I mean, that Gabe air was insane. Mm-hmm. From watching the earlier heats, I would have not thought that someone was going to pull a maneuver like that during this contest. Overall, it was actually, it was very enjoyable. The whole contest i wasn't sure um it was a, got off to a little bit of a rocky start in my opinion 
I mean, I was impressed with the overall competition. I was watching the early heats. I still think the one thing that I wished for the whole format of it is every round, every round should be elimination. Mm-hmm. I think that would make it way more exciting right from the get-go. Laura Enver on the ski, killing it. <laughs> yeah, and Dimity as well. Yeah, I was I was stoked. I, I thought it was a good contest overall. For sure. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Taylor? Yeah, I think the wave actually impressed me. I think it was Derek Riley commenting on Beach Grit who said that this is exactly the wave that I like to surf, where it's like easy paddle out, a little right against the rock, a little reform, step onto the sand. It kind of was a, a relatable wave, which I surf a, a bunch, but seeing these guys just rip it to shreds is just what separates them from everybody else. The number two is that it's just crazy how the, the Brazilians are just so much better than everybody else right now, like excluding John, John and there's Jordy in the pack and, uh, and Julian and, and things like that. But God, Italo and Gabe are just flying throughout the screens. It's like, how do the cameramen even keep them in the, in the screen? So yeah, Brazilians. And it looks like a pretty fun wave. Yeah, those guys are next level. And we'll talk about that a little bit more coming up with Narabeen to see if the new wild card stands a chance because the level of progression has been raised. And we'd be remiss not to talk about Carissa's air, which mm. I also think was a fantastic maneuver for her, for the women, for that event. It was super sick. And uh, I kind of broke it down a bit today and watched it and it was just gnarly. It was fucked up and I was stoked for her and I loved her reaction. It was so authentic and just genuine and like, what a sweetheart. Loved it. Love to see the girls throwing airs. Love seeing Chris again airborne. That seemed to be like probably five years of hard work paying off on that one wave. Mm-hmm. That That's what that uh, right. that expression seemed like. Right. Like muscle memory and the pool just doing air reverse after air reverse. And damn, I did it in the heat. Yes. Oh, my God. I would do the same reaction if I ever land one of those things, which I have not. Damn it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, overall, I think uh, Newcastle, you did us good. I was entertained. Like you said, the beginning was a rocky start. I think expectations were really high. And I think they just kind of mm-hmm. wanted to get it running. Who knows? But in the end... Great contest, a lot of upsets. Uh, We saw some new heroes, and I don't know. I was entertained the whole damn time. Much love to the crew and all the commentators, the surfers, athletes. They had us entertained. Up the Ron Dog. What a what a nice little quaff you got going on there, matey. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So moving on to our next stop, Narabeen. Chad, do you have a survival league pick? Well, Taylor must uh, have known something because um. Pulling out my thong bikini because I'm getting a Brazilian this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a Brazilian for me. Yeah. Uh, it's go. Uh, it's either going to be Gabe, Italo, or Felipe. I was counting the rest of the the contests that we have coming up. We have Narabeen, Margaret River, Rotnes, Lamore, Barra, Rio, and then Chopu, and then the uh, finals. So that's seven at max. Three guys ahead of the pack, in my opinion. It, two, especially, Italo and Gabe. I don't think it's going to be Gabe. It's either going to be Felipe or Italo this round, and it's probably not going to be Italo. So if you can do the math, it's probably going to be Felipe. Let's lock it in right now. <laughs> Felipe it is! Let's, let's go. On air again, we have proof. Audio proof. Felipe, he, dro- he dropped a couple kilos to be the fastest guy on tour. Felipe is going to speed through this. All right. Mark it down, Taylor. I got it. Chad Dog, Felipe Toledo. 
best of luck para bench to him. May the survival of gods be kind with you. And like, my question is, do you guys know anything about Narabeen much? I mean, I don't know a whole lot about it either. The only thing I know about it in my limited research is that it could, it has many different moods <laughs> and it could be barreling air sections. It could be, it could be a lot of different things. Kind of like, I think like Newcastle was kind of like that too. I mean, not so much barreling, but that's all I know. Yeah. Taylor, have you done a little research on it or? Uh, a Narrabeen local wrote into the uh, survival league and, and said, who, who do you got? Ask a question. And he basically said, it's kind of a little in the pocket left, which I've been seeing a little bit from the, from just the, the WSL Instagram. So he says it can be such a good left punchy, even if small and a right with a tighter pocket off it. If it gets a big Northeast swell, it will be cooking, but I feel like that would be a, a winter time swell or a summer. I don't know for them. It's all messed up, but yeah, left and a right, I guess who knows. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about it either. That left looks pretty fun. I'm thinking Gabe or Italo. I mean, hometown heroes include Simon Anderson, Chris Davo, Cooper Chapman, Laura Enever, Cole Smith, Ozzy Wright, uh, Damian Duma, freaking Iceman Hardman. So there's definitely some Loke dogs that have done some damage in the past. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, but I've got my eyes peeled onto the wild cards. We'll talk about that. I think... Mm. For me, with the WSL Fantasy, Mick Fanning in the C tier is going to be a no-brainer. Mick Fanning as a wild card. What do you guys reckon? Oh, I love that move. I think that this Narabeen just became the uh, the hottest contest on for 2021 because of that wild card. I love Mick getting in there. Does that mean he's coming back? Is he going to go for another one? What's up? I mean, we can only pray, but it's a wild card. So Yeah, no, I I love it. I think it's already a thousand times more interesting of a contest. I hope Slater serves and it's definitely much more interesting. And right now I'm all in favor of anything interesting going on in the water from Gabe's weird little uh, claim <laughs> to Italo winning another one back to back to everything. I just anything interesting I'm into. It. And I think that's an interesting wild card and I'm all for it. Yeah. And on that point, back to what you guys were saying about the Brazilians, how they have stepped up their game so much. Do you think that since Fanning has retired, that the level has changed to what Dr. Dre says, things just ain't the same for gangsters? Has the bar been changed and is it gnarlier since he's retired? Yes, but I think it also depends on the waves. Like these, these Australians, I think Australian waves I think really favor the Brazilians, but once we get to Tahiti, even Barra, and I know we'll get to that. Even like Margaret River too. Yeah, Margaret River is like a big John John Hawaiian hacky type wave. So I don't know, but yeah, then again, Italo and Gabe can kind of do everything. So yeah, Dr. Dre was right. <laughs> Dr. Dre's always been right, but I think it's just, I think there's a bigger gap between the Brazilians at the top and the rest of the field. I think that's the biggest thing that's changed since like all these guys in recent years have retired, the Parkos, the mix, all, all that old crew. Mm. The only remaining one is the goat Kelly. But I think that gap has widened substantially aside from John, John. I mean, all the, all the U S all the American surfers and the young Australian surfers. I mean, they really, it, it just is so apparent. I mean, we'll know more. I think Taylor was right with like the Chokus and the Margaret rivers and that stuff. But Lamore is going to be a really weird one. I don't know what's going to happen on that, especially regarding survival. 
that's going to be the weirdest one. I think the hard, most difficult one to choose. Yeah. It's seeming like we have a pretty solid top four at the moment. We've got Italo, Gabe, John, Felipe, and then Jordy, maybe number five, that number Mm -hmm. five could be kind of interchangeable. I don't know. We'll see with those events, how they fare, but you're pretty right. They're dominating to a gnarly level on that note. Do you guys think that John will come back fired up with a vengeance for this next event? Yeah, I hope. Fuck. I mean, it's hard to tell. Sometimes it just, John doesn't, I don't know if John gets mad sometimes. I mean, I know he probably does, but he doesn't show it. He's so good. He's so talented. So I think he will. Uh, I, I honestly think what the way I felt watching this last contest, I think it's gearing up to be a John John Gabriel Medina kind of showdown this year. I think John John's going to come strong this next contest, and we're going to start seeing them match up because regardless how good Italo surfs, I still think it is John and Gabe at the top. And I think that mm-hmm. I hope they we get this two horse race kind of thing because I think that's really fun to watch. For sure. Taylor, why do you think John lost that heat against Morgan? Do you guys have any insight on that? I think sometimes you uh, like play down to your competition. I'm not saying Morgan is a bad surfer, but like in basketball, if you know you're going against uh, a shitty team, you're going to just kind of relax and not take it as seriously and, and you can get whomped by a bad team. So I think that's, and again, Morgan Sibler was ripping. So that's why he lost because he got out surfed. But sometimes you can kind of just be like, oh, I got this, like kind of looking ahead to who I got in the next heat or something. And then next thing you know, there's a minute left and you're you're out of there. So I just think that sometimes you play down to your competition. Yeah. And I think when um, Morgan got the one up on their first exchange, it probably got into John's head and he's thinking, damn, I need to do something more extreme because my first wave wasn't enough. So he kept going for these things and you could kind of tell he was just flustered just yeah he kept trying to huck those airs he kept doing yeah. that every time he does that he kind of gets like hurt or he, he loses his you know he loses so yeah i was worried about that too i was like not the knee again man no i know it's like shit dude you're scaring me dogs Chill. well what do you guys think about uh tyler losing out as well to courtney who i should have kept on my team but unfortunately i swapped her out with steph and uh caroline so what do you guys think about tyler wright losing out to courtney I think uh, I think our theory was correct. Didn't we all theorize on that before? Did we say it was all her her Instagram? She seemed like she was having a blast and really a, uh, just having fun with the whole uh, lockdown kind of situation. We all said we think she's going to surf well. I think our theories proved correct right there. Yeah, and I should have listened to us. <laughs> you should have listened to us. <laughs> I know. I got frazzled. Yeah, re- rewind the tape. Yeah. How do you guys think Carissa will fare at Narrabeen as far as you can tell? I think she's going to be on a roll. I just think that I know I did a long shot of Courtney Conalog going to win the whole thing, but now I'm going Carissa because <laughs> she's having so much fun. And I think she's going to, I would say she's going to win the event. Yeah. This is the year of the air for female surfing. I hope everyone just starts hucking airs on the girl's side. And it just, this is the year they go fully airborne. They better before Sierra her and the ladybirds get on tour or they're they're going to be screwed i know i totally agree and that's why they should have rewarded carissa with a 10 for that one air um granted 9.9 is not bad but give her the freaking 10 yeah should have been a 10 that was that was not well judged in my opinion should have been a 10 should have barking been judges turn up your volume <laughs> right on well do you guys have any top two picks for narabine for the men and women that you guys are considering 
Yeah, I'll go first with a super boring answer for the men. It'll own Gabe. Mm-hmm. I mean, who wouldn't have them on their team? But I'll make it more interesting. And I'm going to see say Reef Hazelwood, Whoa. who has been killing it on the QS this year and took out Julian Wilson in 2019 at Snapper. Is he a wild card? Yes. Oh, I thought it was Mick and Dylan Moffat. There's three of them because Slater's injured. They swapped out Banning. And there's one other weird thing in there. But yeah, he's on the draw right now. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good call. I didn't know that. Here we are. I love that. That's, that guy hucks some big airs. He's gnarly. I'm also going to back uh, Leo Ferravanti on this one. Mr. Gucci Ooh. himself. He, I, I watched every heat he had last event at Merriweather, and he was ripping, but it just the cards weren't falling. Is that because you're jealous because your wife picked him? So you were yes, just I kind am. of stalking him on that contest? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's uh, going to be Reef and Ferravanti uh, for the women. I'm going Carissa, Airmaster, Moore. And then um, Lakey Peterson is due for a good event. So uh, I'm back in Lakey, Santa Barbara gal. Yeah, those are my two picks for the women as well. Chad, um, how about your men's side for you? For me, what I hope is I hope we get a, a Gabe John John showdown. But who I think is going to have uh, a good contest, Morgan Sibilic. Is that is that how you say his name? Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a good showing again. And then I think Kanoa Igarashi is going to have a good showing. I don't know. I think Kanoa can put it these, I think he's going to surf well in these waves. I feel like Kanoa could get a, have a title one day. He's just like so polished and everything he does, but he just seems to not put it together time and time again. Like there's just one little screw that's not tightened all the way, but I feel like he's got what it takes. And uh, so Kanoa Morgan, but I hope it's Gabe John John shootout. And then on the girl's side, Keely Andrew, I'm mm. going to go with who had a great contest. And then Teresa Moore, if she's throwing airs, I'm losing hairs. So that's what I'm going with. <laughs> and I agree with you about Kanoa. There's some kind of just consistency missing. He does right. have the results. He's won Bali. He's had fantastic uh, quarterfinal finishes at J-Bay, I believe. And he's got the pizzazz, you know, he's got he's that. like the perfect, like, competition surfer, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's got all the right moves and he's like the right build. But I don't know, just there's something that doesn't click, whether it's his head or I don't know, his hair. (laughs) Talk about hair. but (laughs) (laughs) Well, this episode brought to you by Nair. Thank you for the sponsor. Um, On my side, I'm going with Mick and John. I'm going to maybe gamble on again. I'm going to watch that elimination round like a freaking hawk. And try to listen to my episode maybe four times before making a final decision. And then the women, Carissa and Lakey. So those are my picks for Nera. We're hopefully going to talk to another Loke dog about that so we can try to understand that wave. But uh, in other news, the WSL made some new announcements about <laughs> Surf Ranch, Barra de la Cruz, Sacareba, Chopu, and WSL finals at Trestles. Did that uh, tickle your guys' fancy at all? Did that get you going? What are you guys thinking? I like it. I love it. Part of me, I know they did the rip kill search back there and I don't know, early uh, or I don't know when that was, Hendo, 2008, 2011, somewhere in between there. Six, maybe? 2006. Yeah, so maybe 15 years ago, they did that event. It was absolutely pumping. The sand has kind of changed in there, in that zone. Chad and I went there last year and surfed it. And part of me is like, Mm -hmm. don't attract any more attention to that wave. I know. know. Part of me was a little bit jealous and a little bit like, let's keep that thing pure. Maybe have it at Puerto. Right. Maybe Mm. go up the coast of Puerto Escondido and keep that little zone 
kind of hidden. I was kind of torn when they made that announcement, but um, I mean, it's such a sick little wave to see those guys get there and it's hard to get down there anyway. So it's not like people are just going to fly there for the weekend. It's going to be cool. Like you said, like relatable waves, seeing like the best in the world surf waves that you've surfed. So having surfed that I'm excited to see that, but I'm also like same kind of uh, worry. Don't blow that spot up. You know, keep, keep, stay out of there. But I'm really excited for Chopu. I think, I don't think Rio is going to happen, but I think I'm really excited for Chopu uh, to see these. I hope it's just huge. And these guys are charging. That's uh, I don't know. Lamore kind of, I, I love Lamore. I love the whole idea of it, but for some reason we haven't had a great contest there yet. So I, I hope that kind of runs well and we get some good surfing there too. But um, otherwise I'm, okay with it yeah i'm right there with you i think the most exciting in this list is the newbie even though it's not barra de la cruz and if the nerdbot gods are listening put me in coach i want to go down there i want to have some freaking churros i want to go to barra i mean it's legendary that place i don't know if i would surf it but it looks like a freaking mental todd Baral just going on and on i mean on a huge day i wouldn't but on a mediocre manageable day i'd be out there having a good time you surf it yeah, Chad and I would volunteer to run the extension cords for the nerve cave down at Barra if you if you need somebody. We'll run beers. We'll run extension cords. We'll run anything you want, dude. That would be all time. We could do it live down there. That's the idea: is to take this damn thing on the road, pick it up, and throw it in a truck. We will drive the jeep. That's the idea for sure. Well, Barra's got me excited. Surf Ranch, like you said, is due for something that is yeah. just noteworthy or blog worthy. Like, come on, do a throw a freaking crocodile in there, do a backflip, light the pool on fire. What do you got to do, Kelly? Throw some perps in there. I don't know. Um, Chopu will be the deciding factor. I like that it's before the finals because you could have somebody that's maybe sitting in an eighth place and maybe someone in fourth doesn't do well at Chopes because it's macking. And we all know Felipe Toledo. Everyone always says this. Right. I believe in him. But if it's macking gnarly Chopes, there's a possibility that eighth place could jump up into fifth. Yes. Right. Or who knows those exact numbers. So that is a good deciding factor. Let's pray for some waves there. It's all looking pretty excited. I appreciate you guys having another chat with me. Any parting last words for the upcoming Narrabeen or maybe some insider tips? I just have a quick fan theory of Meriwether. Fan theory I was thinking about. Italo has two championships. What if the three-point claim wasn't about basketball? It was about, I'm taking uh, my third title this year. For Gabe, you mean? For Gabe? Yes, Gabe, Gabe, yeah, Gabe yeah. sorry. Huh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. He goes one, two, three. I honestly think that's correct. I would say that's correct. That's my fan theory, and that's my, my parting thought. So he is his own prophet, his own oracle of faith. He's imagining his own third world title by shooting that three. Yeah. And when it comes to life this year, that clip will be unusable because I said it a little bit. So go me. <laughs> no worries. My buddy Gunther will edit it so we can make it sound like three. Hey, Gunther, edit that real quick. Fanthier, I was thinking about game has two championships. Okay, cool. Thanks, Gunther. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. And uh, Chad, what are you thinking? I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm just, I can't stop thinking that I hope the best thing about the Lamore contest is not that Blink-182 plays a live concert. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> other than that, I think I'm ready to get down there. 
Yeah, I hope we can all three of us get tickets this time. And then uh we gotta get to the Tachi, dude. Let's go. I've never been to the Tachi. We gotta get Come to freaking Chili's. I'll DJ the after party. I have the manager's <laughs> card. She gave me her business card. I'll DJ yes. at Chili's. We're having funyuns and the gosh damn deep fried tater tots, throwing them yes. out as I'm DJing, and it'll be a good time. Okay, so tenant those are tentative plans right here on the air. We're going to Lamore. Yeah. Survival League, Surf Heater, and the Frothcast at Lamore after party. Burning Yee. down the roof at Chili's. <laughs> Freaking get your rig out. Let's go. Yee. Let's go. Right on. Well, I am looking forward to that. That's one of the most exciting things I've heard all year. And thank you guys again for stopping by. Good luck to everyone. And we will do a follow-up mid-event, post-event, maybe the next event. I love it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's keep it going. Thanks, Hendo. Adios. Cheers, dogs. Thanks. Alrighty then. That's all for this episode. My friends, please check out Metal Meehan on Instagram at Stratus Goods Co. Taylor at Surfival underscore league and Chad at C2HAD. Thank you, everybody who played in my league. Once again, it's called the Frothcast fam. If you're not in there, come on in. It's a good time. I look forward to the next event and giving out some more prizes. Enjoy that Newcastle 12-er and the Guy Fieri candle, Mr. Mahosler. Light it up and sing and do what you were gonna do. Thanks for stopping by the Frothcast. Much love. Have a great day, night, or whatever the heck you're doing. Later.